Welcome to Core 242 Podcast, brought to you by Core Community Covenant Church. Now let's dive into the Word of God with Pastor Max and Pastor Church. God bless you and thank you for joining us. We are actually really excited to, we're finishing off our series on praising God today. And uh, we've been pushing to point out new ways to praise God, that everyday things is worthy of God's praise. Uh, we went through, uh, speaking of daily grind, right? We talked about praising God through our daily grind. We talked about praising God through dancing, through singing, through uh, boundaries. boundaries, through anger. Uh, and today we're going to talk about laughter. And we're excited about uh, this this one because... Um, in our family, I feel like we we laugh a lot. We, we crack jokes and everything else. Uh, yesterday, we we talked. We were preparing for this, and we heard our son laugh in the other room, and we had to pause and smile because, and and Trish kind of looked at me and said, "That is the best sound in the world to hear your child laugh." And it was just so so great. And I try to make her laugh all the time. It doesn't work. Um, I, I I brought a joke to her. I thought it was really good for today, so I'll share it with you guys, and hopefully you will enjoy it a little bit more than she did. So I was doing research about t- uh, different topics and everything else, so looking to buy a new computer, and I found out that the first computer was an Apple, and it belonged to Adam and Eve. Sadly, it had very s- short memory. One byte, and everything crashed. Okay, that, that was a little giggle. I got a little giggle, but go going back going back to the laughter part of it. Just just like we said that when we hear our son laugh, it brings us so much joy, and I would truly believe that as God our Father, when we laugh, when we find joy in our lives, when when finally this this comes out of us, this laughter, it's it's a praise, it's a worship. Give it on to God. It's something internal that comes out to become external. And it's it's a beautiful thing uh, for us to do. So we do encourage laughter. And we're going to go into a bunch of verses today and talk about a couple of things that why we should laugh. And there, we actually want to talk about some of the things why we shouldn't laugh because I don't think it does bring honor to God. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we the science is out there, the benefits for us to laugh, you know, that laughing releases endorphins it helps create social connections it's good for your immune system it helps you sleep i mean it just goes on and on and on all of the wonderful benefits of laughter but we want to specifically focus today on how laughter can actually honor god Mm -hmm. and bring him praise and one of the key verses that we wanted to look at to start off for today was psalm 126 verse 2 our mouths were filled with laughter our tongues with songs of joy then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. That's verse 3. And the what's pointed out here is the fact that this is relaying the fact that the, the people were captives and that God brought them back and restored them to their land. And a situation that would have been hopeless, a situation that would have been uh, would have destroyed them and made it beyond redemption, and yet God... Uh, restored them and renewed them and gave them victory. And that was a visible reminder to the people around them that God 
was in their favor, that they were the people of God and that he was on their side. And it was something worth laughing. And when they laughed, it gave God the glory because the nations became, they bore witness to what God had yes, done. Yes. Uh, and, and that's what praises, right? It draws our eyes and the eyes of others um, to the sovereignty and the almighty hand of God. And there's this quote that laughter is a physical sign of the inward working of God. Mm. And that is how laughter can be used to praise God, that we're able, even in sorrowful times, which is one of our points, that we're able to laugh and find joy because we know that the sorrow will last for an, a night but joy will come in the morning. And, and that doesn't mean that we laugh in the hard times in a fake way, but it does mean that even in the darkest seasons, we know that God does not leave us or forsake us. Yeah, and in, the, in this, this part, in this verse, it's definitely a successful time of laughter. Like, the, I think they're like amazed. It, sa- it says in the verse that the nations look at it and then we are blessed by it. It's like, wow, look, look what God has done. Right. Like that's where that joy comes from. That's where that laughter comes. I love that they use the word laughter. They could have just said, "And we were filled with the joy." But it's actually laughter. There's, I can see people laughing and hugging and singing. It's it's this uh, community thing, right? We've talked about it that we share laughter with other people more than when we're by ourselves. So it's it's this celebration of a whole nation in laughter. And it's, it's awesome. Right. Which are, are I think, two, two first things. You know, we said that laughter has its benefit. One of the, the primary just worldly benefits that it has, which also is spiritual, is that laughter is a way that we socially connect. Yeah. It's one of our instinctual behaviors that we have that help us to connect with other people. So the first point is that, that laughter is social. It helps us to connect not only with one another, but also to connect with God. Mm-hmm. And I think that... That praises God. And the second part, which we also see in this text in Psalms, is, again, you mentioned it, success. That we should praise God in success. And that's because when we laugh in our success, I know many times in my life, I have to laugh because I know it had nothing to do with me. Some of my most successful moments, it doesn't matter the training or the degrees or whatever, uh, you know, those things a lot of times fail. And the moments where you shine the most... Uh, that where everyone might give you praise, all you can do is stand back and laugh because it's like, I wasn't that smart. That was actually, that was all God. And that's really the moment that's being captured here in Psalm 126 is that they did not have the power or the might or the strength to overcome. They were captives. And yet the mighty hand of God reached down and delivered them. And so they laugh at their success, not in a condescending way, but in a way that points and gives glory to God rather than taking uh, pride and taking... Uh, the credit for themselves yeah yeah so just just kind of moving on to this you kind of talked about it about the sorrow so of course we got to go to job and this is a great verse so this is in chapter 8 and we're going to look at verse 21 but this is uh bildad uh is talking to job and he's going through all the things he's listening all the things that he's going through and why god does the things that he do but he leaves his friend with this wonderful statement. Verse 1, it says, He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. That I'm sure Job needed to hear that. Right. It, it's, it's something that's like, hey, listen. It's, it's the song for the sorrow may last for the night, but the joy comes in the morning. Um, it's, 
we need we need to know that when we're going through it, there's going to be time of laughter. When we're going through those deep darkness, time of grief, of depression, of of brokenness and everything else, there's going to be laughter. And we will have that time of laughter. And that laughter is going to uh, come out of a true joy that is in our heart that comes from God. That It's not a happiness. You know, it's not the happiness laughter that because something's good is happening, but it's the joy of the Lord that, that brings that joy. And that that honors God in those situations. Yeah. And again, it's not in this situation, Bildad and Job are not laughing. I mean, Job is sitting there. He's got sores. He's just lost yeah. his children. There's a time and a place. They're not cracking knock knock jokes and, and <laughs> yucking it up over here. But he's reminding him as a friend that there will be a time when God will restore you, there will be a time when you will laugh again. This isn't going to last forever. And, you know, the human spirit can be very resilient and we can handle mm-hmm. extreme suffering and loss and grief and stress. But what we can't handle is despair and hopelessness when we feel that there will never be relief when it's when it has terminal velocity and there's no return. That's when we become despondent. So we sometimes just need someone to stand by us in faith and someone to remind us that that that's the enemy doesn't have the last say this isn't the final word and not to brush past it and laugh and pretend it's not happening and put on a fake smile but to say this is just a season and in the end god will wipe every tear from our eyes Mm. and there will be no more crying or sorrow or pain pain. and and that verse that we tend to overuse i i believe which is that god works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose and, and this is an example here with Job, that Job loved the Lord and Job was faithful. It doesn't mean that God is not going to allow us to go through difficult things. It doesn't mean he lost all of his children. He was suffering horrible sickness mm-hmm. and pain. Uh, but it does mean that God can work even in that dark season to redeem it and use it for good. And in that, we can find joy. Yeah, and then when you look at, it, at, the, end of, at the end of Job, he laughed. He, right. he, he, was, he was laughing. He was blessed by tenfold of what he had before. There was joy in him. So God honors that. And, you know, if we don't see it in this time, like you said, we will see it in the next. Yeah. And the Bible does tell us, you know, that not to grieve as the pagans grieve. It doesn't say don't grieve. It just says not to the despairing point of no return mm-hmm. the way that the world would grieve because it's not it's not the end death sin all of these things don't have the final say and so we can we can laugh and we can find joy even in sorrow because god has the last word yeah yeah and just as you were talking about it i was just reflecting on some of the times where i had to minister to people during grief or anything like that uh, or just going to a friend's a friend to be to be there for a funeral or anything like that and how many times you actually hear laughter during uh, during funerals or wakes because people they reminisce about the memories that people have left they reminisce about the silly times of laughter and everything else and that brings healing uh brings healing to those around so it's definitely a something that we can cling on to during this time of sorrow is that laughter and uh, i think god this definitely gets praise in that. Yeah, and, and helping to laugh and remember the good times, uh, especially in grief and in loss, it 
allows us not only to navigate a little bit easier, but it keeps our loved one's memory alive mm -hmm. because they wouldn't want us to remember all the, the negative things. They wouldn't want us to remember them at their worst. They want us to remember the value that they brought to our lives and the cherished memories that we have with them. And so that's a way, you know, our laughter, again, brings that hope and, and keeps the memory alive of the loved ones that we have, which kind of actually moves into, we can go to Proverbs next, mm -hmm. uh, which the next point would be surrender. So we, we can laugh uh, in success, we can laugh in sorrow, but we can also laugh uh, in surrender. And so in Proverbs 31, there is this verse, uh, verse 25, it says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. And this is just really ironic. I mean, as you read the whole text, she's not just sitting there by faith laughing about doomsday coming and the apo zombie apocalypse. She can laugh because she knows that she has been faithful. She knows that she's made wide, wise decisions. Mm -hmm. She has prayed. She has prepared. She has labored. Her family and her household is ready for whatever may come. And at the end of the day, all she can do is surrender to God and laugh because she knows that there will be times of trouble. She knows that there will be, you know, economic slumps and there'll be possibly war and there'll be hard times, but she's able to laugh at the days to come because she knows she's done all she can. And ultimately it's a laugh of surrender and trusting that God will provide. Yeah, I, that's, that's a powerful, powerful point, a powerful verse. And, uh, you know, that's, it's that Proverbs 31 woman and everything else, but it's, it's for us. It's for all of us that we have that kind of strength and that hope and trust in God that, you know, we throw our hands up in the air and we laugh and we like we just don't yeah, care. We just don't care. And and we're we're just all right, God. I know you got this. I know you got this. And what comes ahead, I'm gonna laugh because the enemy thinks it's gonna take me down. Right. I think it's it's such a to me it's a powerful, victorious vision that you know something coming your way and you're like i'm just gonna laugh at this because my god is bigger than this and she doesn't it says she doesn't eat the bread of idleness but she has wisdom she she works with her hands you know and it and it finishes with that she's a woman who fears the lord and that's the the takeaway from that is that there's a we we do our due diligence we plan we prepare but ultimately, whatever will come, will come. And all we can do is surrender. And, and we can laugh rather than be preoccupied. How many of us mm. are living paycheck to paycheck and we're stressed about what we see in the news, about where the economy is going, especially over the last couple of years with this pandemic that's mm -hmm. just affecting global, I mean, it's global trauma that is eroding day by day. I was just reading an article last night about the word languishing and how it's becoming a mental health term that so many people in society would describe their constant state as one of languishing, where it's basically one step away from depression or hopelessness and despair, where you just are going through, the, you're just surviving and you're going through the day, but there's no joy, there's no sense of purpose, there's no sense of, and that's not what we see here in Proverbs 31 and that's not the life that God wants for us. Granted, we will have these stressful situations and these crises, but we should still be able to find a hope for the future. Yeah, yeah. So with hope in the future, that I think perfectly goes into our, our next verse. 
Uh, I love this verse. I think it's 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 funny to me. The attitude, the picture that's in my head. So we're in Genesis chapter 21, verse 6. And this chapter is the birth of Isaac to Abraham and Sarah. So uh, we're not going to talk the first time when Sarah left, when the Lord said the next year you will be with child. And she's like, yeah, that's funny. With, at my age, you're going to give me a child. Now, I've, I've been bearing for all these years. Um, Abraham is 99 years old. Yeah, that, this, is, this is funny. So she laughs, and I think she laughs in doubt at that point. And here's a year later, uh, she is given birth to Isaac. And verse six, I, I just I just love it. Verse six, uh, it says, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And verse seven says, and then she added, who would have said to, to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. I, I love it. I, I love this laughter of, of just like, first of all, surprise. <laughs> I'm sure it was a big surprise. I can't imagine. I uh, can't imagine having a child at that age. They're, they were pretty much done and done with all that. But so definitely God surprises. First of all, God surprises us. Sometimes we have put him in a box and he surprises us over and over again. And I know in Trisha, my life, there's been a number of times where God went above and beyond that we were in awe of him and we couldn't help but laugh. I was like, really? Seriously? Mm-hmm. You're, you're just... Showing off. <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're just showing off now, he's God. Not, he's God. He can do that. It's yeah. Really yeah. It's kind of disrespectful. Yeah. But it's, it's just awesome. So uh, this picture... And I love, just like in, in Psalms, when it talks about they laughing and the nations notice, here she says, he brought me laughter and people around me are going to laugh with me. Yeah, the story will be told for generations <laughs> and people will laugh yeah. because it's just, it's so amazing. It's so awesome. And it's, and honestly, I think that's, they scientifically say that part of the reason that we laugh is we actually laugh when we're surprised, when something, there's an element yeah. of surprise if it's predictable, then you're just like, oh, that's cheesy. It's not funny. But yeah, when there's right. an element of surprise or a twist, that's what actually creates a laugh. And and in that sort of laughter, I do believe, honestly, that God has a sense of humor. I, I shared this with a group we were talking to last night that I've seen in my life that very often, you know, we think of Christians and especially our interactions with God, it's always like repentance and so holy and so somber and and I, there's a there's a place for that. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. he's a God that we should have reverence. Yeah. But I have found very often in my life the times when I sensed the Lord was leading me or guiding me, he had a sense of humor. And I knew it was him because I was over here stressed and worried and then the answer was something that was just kind of actually made me laugh because it was so obvious or so ridiculous. And I knew I wouldn't have come up with it myself. Yeah. And I, we won't get too into it to give examples, but I know that there's, there's just been so many times in my life. And part of the reason that I know it's, it's the Holy spirit speaking to me and leading to me is because he has a sense of humor and I, it makes me laugh because it surprises me. And I know that I couldn't have come up with that solution or with that leading. And I know that that's the way that he wants me to go. 
Yeah, to to me, I, I always tell people. I don't know. Maybe maybe people disagree with me, but to me, I know that God has a sense of humor is because of platypus. Like I look at that animal and I'm like, yes, God was just like, let's do a beaver duck, whatever. There were leftover pieces. There was leftover pieces. Let's put it together, and it works. But but anyways, I it's it's the it's the joy. It's absolutely the the joy that comes out of us because of the awe for our God, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a beautiful. Beautiful reminder, beautiful way to to look at it and to look at um, what we're laughing about, that which which is important. It was important. It's we laugh at the joy that God has given us. We laugh at the surprises God has given us. We laugh at the strength that God gives us. We laugh at the success that God gives us because we know that it wasn't us. <laughs> so we laugh because we're like, "Yep, that wasn't me." That was all God. And if people think that it was me, that's a funny joke. Because, <laughs> because I'm not that smart. Because I'm not that smart. I'm not that strong. I'm not that talented. It's all God. Right. So before we finish, we wanted to go over a few times when we shouldn't laugh. Because again, there's... Just like when we talked uh, the topic about sex. About how the enemy has really hijacked uh, sexuality. And it's become like this negative thing. It's, it's distorted. It's... Uh, and I feel the same is true with laughter. <clears throat> that godly laughter is very different from what the humor of this world. You know, when I say that God has a sense of humor, it's not a demeaning, perverted sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, he he laughs. Uh, I believe at the beginning of Psalms, he laughs at the kings of this world who are plotting. But it's because he knows that justice will reign in the end, and that mm-hmm. he's sovereign, and he will make everything right. So it's not this condescending sort of tone, something that. And we'll we'll talk about that. So there's one of the first reasons that we should not laugh um, is again when we're when we're laughing out of stress or because we're scared. Uh, those are times when we need to lean into those very real emotions. And instead of I think a lot of people they tend to have nervous laughter. Mm-hmm. And when we catch ourselves doing that, to realize that it, it might be a coping mechanism. But it really is dissociating from what we're truly feeling. Yeah. And so we need, to, we need to step back from that and examine that nervous laughter and not hide behind it. But to lean into those uncomfortable emotions of fear or stress and to surrender them to God to ask, you, to ask him to give you the courage and the strength you need to overcome. Rather than just laughing and pretending like everything's okay and yeah. hiding behind laughter as a mask. Yeah, I think we we take we take away opportunity for God to do something in our lives when we do that, um, and we shouldn't. I think God really wants us um, to heal us from whatever is going in our lives, to give us wisdom through whatever anxiety that we're going through. Um, so when we just cover it up, like should dissociate from it, just with our with our laughter, we're we're. We're going away from the opportunity to forgot to do an amazing thing in us. Right. And, I mean, we don't want to be like Pharaoh. I mean, you know why Pharaoh didn't let the Hebrews go? Oh, no. Because he was in denial. <laughs> I had to try one That's too. what you were looking up this whole time? <laughs> you know me and my research. <laughs> yes, yes. So the last, the last two reasons, uh, which are similarly tied together, that we shouldn't laugh, is out of superiority... Or in a way that brings shame yeah. to, to someone else. So when someone is 
making sexual jokes or racist jokes, things that are highly offensive, making fun of people who have, uh, you know, who are not as able-bodied, whatever is, yeah, something that creates a superiority where you're laughing to fit in with the crowd, but you're actually bullying or creating an oppressiveness uh, and you're outcasting someone else or coarse joking, you know, that's sexual in nature, that's vulgar or demeaning towards either men or women, because we do it, you know, even things that where we, you know, do the stress relief and you, you make jokes about spouses, right? Like the ball and chain is disrespectful. And that is not God honoring. And I think we can praise God, of course, by what we do laugh and, and how we laugh and when we laugh, but it's equally important the things that we don't laugh about when we refrain from laughter, that we don't laugh in the way that the world laughs. We don't, and it, it may sometimes create some uncomfortable social situations or tension. We don't want to be holier than now, but we can just kind of hold back the laughter. We don't have to stand on our pulpit and beat people over the head with our Bibles, but we should not give in or add to that sort of uh, joking in a way that makes someone else feel ashamed or disrespected. Yeah, I I think God God in the uh, the Word of God always challenges to to stand out. Uh, it says, "Be holy as I am holy." So things like that, where where we start joining in on those things, it it does dishonor God, and we we should really take that seriously. Um, there's there's a proverb, and I apologize, I don't have the address to, but it says it's. You know, to, to say something to to somebody and then say, "Oh, I'm jo- I was just only joking." That even that is is hurtful. It's a sin to do that because you're 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 hurting somebody. And that oh no, I was just joking. It was it was it really a joke? So, we understanding what we shouldn't shouldn't laugh is an important thing. And so we do have to select some of the things that we watch that we listen. Uh, thankfully, there's lots of amazing uh, Christian comedians that are out there there's comedians who are not christian but they're clean they don't they don't do sexual jokes they don't curse in their things so there's comedies out there that are really ratchet that we shouldn't be watching it or here and listen to it but, but there's something so we have to make a choice about it and i think when we go beyond of just uh regular things go beyond of what everybody else is doing that gives honor to God because we are putting him first and putting our purity, our holiness uh, first before fitting in. So when people are like, hey, let's go watch this show or go to listen to this comedian, maybe we're pausing and be like, you know what, that's not, that's I not something. Yeah. I don't find that funny. Or somebody cracks a joke and you're like, it's no. not my humor. Yeah. So that even in that, uh, we honor God without, without laughing. And that's just to wrap the the key is that God created laughter. Mm-hmm. Laughter. We were made in the image of God, and and we have the capacity to laugh because we were made in the image of our Creator who who laughs and gives us that capacity. And one day when we're in heaven, that will be instead of tears and pain, you know, we'll be filled with joy and laughter and singing. It'll be celebratory, right? So the reason why we even wanted to bring this message, just like all the other ones that this was put on our heart, is the fact that the enemy has taken this and the church and so often has lost. uh, And this needs to be this attribute of God needs to be redeemed and we can praise God with laughter instead of being either the one extreme of a Christian who is just like the world and blends in and laughs about everything. Right. Or on the other hand, you're 
people see Christians as being uptight with no sense of humor, Mm -hmm. super serious all the time, that Christians can have fun and we can laugh. It's good for us to laugh. It's good for our health. It's, it's amazing. And on the, and then the, the other extreme is, is also those who would laugh and it's fake, right? And it's not coming from a place of genuine joy. LOL. Right. (laughs) Yeah. LOL. So we want to, we want to bring those boundaries and those barriers in back to the heart of God and what he intended and redeem what his design was for laughter, which is to bring him praise in our success, in our sorrow, um, through surrender and in surprise. And on the other hand, to not laugh out of stress or when we're scared, uh, out of shame or superiority. And, and those are pretty much the boundaries that we felt God put on our heart for this teaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and just so, by the way, the announcement, we're really, really excited about it. For those who are in Chicagoland area who listens to us, we have started meeting at a new place for us. It's a beautiful uh, cafe. It's on 3315 North Harlem Avenue. We are there every Sunday night from 530. Fellowship starts. Six o'clock is the, the service starts. We would love to have you uh, visit us. If you have any questions, please email us. And we would love to meet those that uh, listen to us each and every day and maybe drink some coffee and share some jokes and uh, get to know one another. So, again, thank you so much for joining us and uh, God bless you. And feel free to reach out because last night I was reading the book of Numbers and I realized I don't have yours. Hey. (laughs) God bless y'all. Thank you for spending time with us during this episode. We pray that this teaching blessed you and brought you closer to understanding God. If you'd like to contact us, please email us at corechurch242 at gmail.com. Until next time, know you are loved and covered in prayer.